What's a horrible Conan-esque way that you might kill someone utilizing a medieval environment? Or I definitely think I should become Turl for a minute <laughs> and, in, in, and entrap him in, in semantics. Um, but <laughs> I'll figure that out on the day. It's context dependent, obviously. Um, I didn't say that I wouldn't red hot poker you in the ass. <laughs> but Jimmy, the red hot poker guy, he's all about it. Um, and he hates your ass. Oh, I'd, I'd probably, if I could get, maybe trick two horses to eat him at the same time and then tell the horses that only one of them gets to, gets to finish their dinner. I mean, big if, but I mean, convincing one horse to convince to eat a man is, in my experience, tricky. They don't like it. It's not. It's not like natural to them. But they will. They are open to persuasion. No, it is very much arguments. a busman's holiday. I haven't seen horse racing, but I imagine it's centered around eating the jockey. It's <laughs> a fucking back and all of of just flesh con- cons- consumption. Yeah. Well, that, that explains all the protests I saw whilst <laughs> I was in um, Melbourne. <laughs> no wonder yeah, you hate this. They protest me regularly. <laughs> Uh, well, for me, I think there's an ancient Egyptian uh, tool called a shadoof, okay. which is like a, a length of uh, pole Doof. with a bucket on one end and mm. a, uh, a weight on the other. And it was very important to early irrigation efforts. It allowed them to move large pails of water. Oh. And um, yeah, I just, I just, I'd get them near that and then lop their fucking head off. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, look at, look at this <laughs> shadoof. It's, it's lovely. <laughs> Isn't this clever? Bang. Yeah. Dead. You fucking dead idiot. <laughs> Take that spud gun. You also broke spud gun. Yep. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Yay. Of course that's spud gun. Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome that will tear apart the mountains to find you. It's less romantic in the context of the film. I'm Paul Crom. I'm your prisoner. Ooh. Well, opportunities abound. Uh, we <laughs> well, are... <laughs> well, this will be a very interesting evening. Uh, we are skewered hog-like on the shitty stick that is Recommendations Month. Who, oh boy, yes we are, and this one comes from Jem Newlin, uh, a man who um, I know at work. Uh, he doesn't work there. He just comes in occasionally to steal my lunch money and tell me things my mum said to me that he couldn't possibly know. <laughs> Did also recommend this movie to us uh, for that. I'm eternally grateful. I had to say yep. that. <laughs> you have to, or terrible things are going to happen to you and your mum. Yeah, but he's also a lovely patron. Oh, that makes he's, him he's... so much better than most other people. Elevated, yeah. Like mm. the U2 song, yeah. Sunday Bloody Sunday. And Illuminated. There's a really impressive spiritual quality to being one of our patrons. It's... um. You can just Trans- see them. It's transcending. Yeah, you can just see them floating down the road. You know, yeah. you know the truth. Floating and fluoroing. I fucking <laughs> floating love it. like only a man who has heard two people desperately try and make poetry out of a film synopsis can. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of the blessed few. <laughs> be like Jem. You've all got to be like Jem, and I think that Jem has stuffed a key right in us and dared everyone involved to uh, sort of tear us apart. Um, because we're going to die at the hungry fingers of Conan the Barbarian, 2011, 3D. Kalar raises the souls of the unspeakably evil. Sought to enslave all of Hyboria. No man shall live in chains. Run from me, and I will tear apart the monster to find you. I will follow you to hell. 
Definitely not an adaptation of John Millier's 1982 Sword and Sandal epic. Uh, no, sir, absolutely not. This, this 2011 brand new, completely original adaptation of the Pulp Stories by Robert E. Howard was directed mm. by Marcus Nispel, the director of the Texas Chainsaw remake and the Friday the 13th remake. Oh, boy. Oh, great. I've seen one of those. Yes, and we're going to see the other. <laughs> yeah. So, shit. great. He's clearly very good at getting to the real heart of an intellectual property and just updating it for the new millennium. With Michael Bay's uh, <laughs> Money. constant supervision. <laughs> Money, soul. Yeah. Watchful gaze. The Arnie movies officially dried up when he became governor of California. So many bad movies went unmade because of that sad twist of fate. Should be thankful, I suppose. I suppose. <laughs> Was less damage done? Whilst he was the governor of a small um, state. Small state? I think it's quite large. <laughs> it's pretty Nevertheless. Big. Come out as Florida. Come out as Florida with <laughs> this in California. <laughs> Your favourite. <laughs> Subsequent efforts were made by the Wachowskis, Robert Rodriguez, John Milliers again, in a moustache this time. <laughs> and, uh, shamed, and shamed in so many ways, director Brett Piece of Shit Ratner. <laughs> so, right. yeah, could be worse. It was ultimately written by the guys who did The Sound of Thunder. Oh, great. With touch-ups for the guy who did Halloween Resurrection, the one with Buster Rhymes. So this sounds very promising. It's a real medley of people that I didn't want to come across again. <laughs> it's a real Avengers of shitty filmmakers. Persemble. Persemble. Wait, I, I, that was clearly a typo in the script. Oh, I didn't notice. You're a director. Oh. And why didn't the actor I mean, notice? I'm not going back. No one cares. Persemble. Uh, the film was received by critics no, like okay. the original Night King, slowly being catapulted into their bedroom where they're getting creepily hit on by their daughters. Oh, and the film sounds fuck. a lot more interesting on paper. That was Richard Brake. It was, surely. Oh I didn't actually look it up. I was so confident. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter whether it was or not because that the critics didn't feel <laughs> like that. They felt like Richard Brake being catapulted. Yeah, exactly. It's an entirely different and unique scenario I've proposed. <laughs> uh, Scott Bowles over at USA Today. Mm. Oh, Roger Ebert reviewed this movie, but he didn't actually quote that review. Is he running out of of that bit? Maybe. Surely not. Scott Bowles mm. um, over at USA Today said, Conan the Barbarian lives by a pretty simple ethos. He lives, he loves, he slays. What he doesn't do, alas, is act. Oh. <laughs> you wit, sir. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, get out of here, Jared Leto. <laughs> Nobody wants more of this. Put away your presence. I, Twitter begs to disagree. Oh, I hate the world. Public, meanwhile, reacted like they got cut out of their nice cozy wombs by a rampant Ron Perlman. <laughs> Again, just sounds good. <laughs> Does. That's the most important thing. We've all learned. We've all learned. It doesn't matter what you say. It's how you hey, say it. Hey, the screenwriter's it. got to go home thinking, yeah, you get a good movie out of that. Yeah. And, uh... The director was um, busy flicking his belly button. <laughs> Cybergothica over on Google said, if this is what the millennials call violent, then the hell with them. We didn't make it. <laughs> yeah, if anything, it was made by not millennials. <laughs> yeah. This movie came out in 2011. It wasn't made by anyone who was 21 at the time. What's wrong with you? I hate you. We made Mandy, I think. I don't know how old. <laughs> Cosmos Pant- Pantoma, what was his name? Co- is. Cosmos No Pantsmas. was... Um... <laughs> Fuck yeah, that guy rocks. He's the millennial of the millennial generation. <laughs> I've always said that. The film has 25% on Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. 36% on Metacritic, Ooh. and was a box office bomb. Kill Surprise. Bum. With this talent involved. So, Paul, you son of a yogite. Um. Oh. Uh, 
<laughs> What's one thing about that's as much that's a, a great example of the dialogue of this movie. Yeah. What's one thing about Conan the Barbarian 2011 3D that made you want to punch a horse? Um, is it genuinely Morgan Freeman in the voiceover? It sound- yes, it's Morgan. Morgan, don't credit me, Freeman, introducing <laughs> the film's central idea. Between the years when the oceans drank Atlantis and the rise of the sons of Arius, there was an age undreamed of. This is the time period where it became a cliche to have him do a voiceover. <laughs> All right, well, that sounds like Morgan Freeman might have been in it, so let's, mm. let's get into this. Yeah, Christ. Well, there is a voiceover. Um, oh and, yeah, and there's a bit of exposition at the beginning explaining a lot of stuff that uh, doesn't, oh, yeah. really, doesn't really matter. Well, look, there was an important mask, and uh, it's been oh. separated and hidden for, and I do quote, for ages. Yeah. <laughs> the pieces were scattered across the land and remained hidden for ages. Yeah, I, I heard that <laughs> and thought it was hilarious, <laughs> and then I guess they they meant you know for like yeah eons, exactly, but, but <laughs> hidden for ages. For bloody l- <laughs> ages, mate. Um, oh. <laughs> hang on, though, Paul. Hang on, though, Paul. Did I hear you say that there was a mask that had been separated? I think so. Fuck, I care now. Oh, it's a ca- it's a plot point to get you involved. Oh, my gosh. Check out my heart on everyone. <laughs> Rather than a personal battle or any sort of, well, you know, Stephen Lang's individual character. stakes. Stephen, Stephen's Lang. Stephen's Lang. He wants to, um, his <laughs> evil brother. Stephen Avatar. He, um... He wanted he he wants his wife back because she died she was killed, and uh, uh-huh. that's not enough to to emotionally resonate. So he's looking for a mask. <laughs> he everyone, needs, he's got to get a big bloody mask. Yeah. And we start the movie, and there's some bloody stuff going on in a big battle. Yeah. Stuff, I think <laughs> it's hard to make out. There's lots of crunching sounds, yeah. but not much Things being connection. stuffed. Well, yeah, people will swing a sword, and someone will fall over, and then the guy with his laptop put some blood in yeah. it. So I'm pretty sure that's awesome. Gareth Ed- Edwards. <laughs> um yeah and yeah there's a pregnant lady and Ron Perlman uh, stabs her and tears the baby out of her there's more context that's basically <laughs> she might have asked she might not have May, maybe 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 yeah. <laughs> consent is a tricky thing when you're in a battlefield and she names him Conan and uh or she goes ow and Ron Perlman goes Conan you want to call him Conan okay <laughs> kill me <laughs> Conan, Conan kill me, kill me. <laughs> <laughs> and he does yeah, and he grows up and hilariously runs through a, a, um, a village whilst people yell things like, Slow down, Conan! <laughs> you you like, scamp! <laughs> he's a right barbarian. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting life decision <laughs> for the future. Um, yeah, he, he, he muscles his way, not muscles, but the, oh, the young boy version of that, into a task that his dad, Ron <laughs> Perlman, sets for all the, the village lads. Yes, a mighty test of mouth integrity. Yeah. Here, here's an egg. Don't crack it while you go and do some bollocks. And uh, they go. All the kids go running around, and uh, some some bloody bad guys from Cloud Atlas turn up, and um, they, they and all the other lads run away with their towels between their legs and their eggs cracked in their mouths. And yeah. Conan, well, he just murders them all. Yeah, he murders them all, cuts off their fucking heads, and that's good. Village likes that. The, the village likes it, and Ron Perlman likes it. And he goes, "Hmm, it's clear to me that you need some training." <laughs> yeah, but you, you you see the four heads that I just brought back of full grown men. I'm ten. Maybe maybe you need some training, Ron Perlman. <laughs> but he takes him aside and he says, "Look, we make a steel. We we make a steel. We make a sword, right? <laughs> and how do we quench it? Do we put it into um fire or uh, into ice? Uh, fire? No. Try again. 
ice? No. Both? Ah, you're a smart kid. Yeah. And uh, that's the uh, mystery of steel. Oh, that's the <laughs> mystery of steel. Huh, the original film where that does come from, not the books. Yeah. It's kind of ambiguous on that. It's kind of like it had no real answer. Yeah. But um, I guess it's a clumsy metaphor for not being a dick all the time. I mean, <laughs> you can give that a go. I'm not going to make any promises. <laughs> Don't kill everyone. Mm. Just most. Oh, okay. Just most of the people you meet. If someone's hot, don't kill them. That's the riddle of steel. Okay, great. Oh, Thanks fuck for yeah. Hot, like subjectively also... or objectively? Because it could, it could lead to some <laughs> sticky situations. Boy clearly needs training. Do yeah. I need to take a poll? No, she can take a poll. Oh my God, Ron Perlman. Jesus. Um, ah, you want you pay for Ron Perlman, you get Ron Perlman. That's his voice. <laughs> you get all the Ron Perlman. <laughs> Wrong Perlman. They do Batman Begins for a bit on the ice until barbarians attack. Yeah. Non-titular, non-eponymous non barbarians. The wrong barbarians. Oh, remember that awesome music when you, that happened in the original? Anyway. Conan distracts his dad a lot until he loses the fight. Yeah. And Stephen Lang's here. Oh, no. With his crowd. With his crew. Spud gun. <laughs> not Rory not <laughs> Original Rory Night King. Um, is that original Night King? The guy with the big teeth who's going, yeah. That's, that's who we think is... Was who you think is the original <laughs> Night King. I haven't confirmed this yet. <laughs> you downgraded from we to you. <laughs> that's, who we, that's who you think is... Um... <laughs> um, let me... Yes. Let me check. And by Rory Bremner, I meant Billy Bremner, obviously. Of course. Rory Bremner, impressionist, political impressionist and satirist. <laughs> Not him. Well, look, Stephen Avatar has been trying to put the one mask back together in order to resurrect his wife, I guess. Yeah. And um, Perlman knows where the last bit of it is. Yeah. Um, Spud Gun goes in for the kill, but Conan cuts his ruddy hooter off. <laughs> yeah. Original Night King's not happy about that. Maybe. No, which is fun. I enjoyed that. <laughs> That's a bit of stuff. Bit business, bit yeah. barbarian business. Nice guy wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. You're not. You're not getting Cary Grant lobbing someone's nose off. You wouldn't get that. You wouldn't get Arnie lobbing someone's nose off. He's a gen. He'll just shoot you. Uh, I can't see Richard Brake. Oh, it looks so much like him. It looks so. Mu it looks so much like Richard Brake that it is Richard Brake. It's her blood. Her blood is special. She's last of the bloodline of Asheron. Stephen Avatar, he sets up this horrible trap where basically he puts a bucket of molten steel above uh, Ron Perlman's head. Yeah. And um, the boy, Conan, has to hold it there or he's going to die. And yeah. Stephen Lang says, you're going to die in front of your son. Thanks, Stephen Lang. <laughs> Worse than death is, Samaria. Watching your son die. <laughs> Very important context from Stephen Lang. IMDb trivia. Stephen Lang, uh, improv that line. <laughs> Every line. Yeah. He just he had to keep confirming to himself that he knew what was going on. Things are looking pretty bad right now. Thanks, Stephen Lang. Permanent refuses to get out of the way of the bucket, which he could easily do, and dies. Yeah. Oh no. Um. Oh. Af after a like real f uh, missed opportunity for the dialogue to mean something. <laughs> Never. Not in my movie. I wrote Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> <laughs> Subtext is for cowards. Look, the mask is complete. It looks like the entire crowd is very much on board with this. I don't know what Stephen Lang has explained in terms of context, but everybody's pretty happy with the fact that the mask is now complete. Fuck yeah. So what's left to do? I've only got to find the pureblood and uh, should, should be good. 
Oh, okay. brilliant. We shouldn't take too long. No, I'm sure. Not long enough for this little puny kid to grow up into Jason Momoa, certainly. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he grows up into Jason Momoa. Yeah. And starts doing some slaying, thieving, surviving. Conan left Samaria and wandered the edges of the world, storming the high walls of Venarium and prowling the dark seas among pirates. Basically, a whole bunch of awesome shit you're not going to be seeing in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, well, you don't want to have to though. challenge the audience and have <laughs> see him doing anything particularly dubious. No, and um, that's why we get some lovely slavery-based nudity. And, yes. um, you know, a bit of ravaging, but the young maidens are into it, so it's fine. Well, he saves the women from slavery. Yeah. It's party time now, Paul. So, <laughs> Do you have families to go back to? No. We've got a party like it's 11.99. <laughs> and uh, can we? Can some of us put on tops? Do I save you? <laughs> Did I save you to put on tops? <laughs> oh, sorry. You, you you probably saved yourself so you could put a top on, right? Oh, no. No, no, no. That's not what happened. That was it? me who saved you. Me yeah. and guy from Game of Thrones. Other guy from Game <laughs> of Thrones. Sorry. <laughs> no- yeah. Oh, fuck it. Uh, I learned his name for this. It's coming up soon. Yeah. I, 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 read, it, I read it yesterday and went, okay, I'll definitely remember it this time because I remember not remembering it. The last time it came up because <laughs> he's in Artemis Fowl. Yes, he is in Artemis Fowl. Nonzo Alonzi. Yeah. So f- fucking Billy Brake, um, Conan is, uh, he's a surf bro in this scene pretty much. <laughs> and it's really weird and cringy. And then Yay. the next scene This is like, it's like the Point Break fucking remake. Well, it doesn't quite happen because Spud Gun is here. Yes. And, um, oh, he's found a very natural way of covering up the nose thing. <laughs> you wouldn't think of it for a second. Oh no, no, I can't, wouldn't even notice. I, I wouldn't have noticed unless you'd have meant you hadn't pointed it out, you know. <laughs> oh, you're so kind. Um, he gets murdered. Uh, so he he get he basically he's got a lead now. He's going to track down all of the henchmen who killed his family, yeah. and next he's going to go after original Night King, who's um oh he's doing his best against that prophetic. Stop aside, Northmer. The woman is property of Kalarsil. She's my property now. Oh, you have no claim to her. No. But I have a claim to you. And what claim is that? But it's very, it's very Julian Barrett as um, <laughs> Rudy, isn't it? <laughs> the wolves. It's definitely informing the performance. Hey, <laughs> like he fledges Joker, you know. Sometimes the best stuff can come out of that. You're back here, I'll show you. This is Wesley Stephen Langer. <laughs> Stephen Lang, meanwhile, is mm. basically assaulting this old temple um, because he's really pissed off about how his wife died. She was yeah. burned as a witch just because she was a witch. Yeah, in which she did witchy things and uh, <laughs> terrifying witchy things. Yeah. Which, if if uh, the behavior of his daughter Rose McGowan is anything to go by, nah. pretty witchy things. <laughs> pretty horrible stuff. Rose McGowan, not aware that this is a film. She's just doing her best. <laughs> She she's inspecting all the lady monks for uh, to yeah. see which one of those is the pure blood because yeah it's taken fucking eighteen years. <laughs> um, Stephen Lang's just been twiddling his thumbs. He's literally gone woman by woman since the beginning of this thing. They've combed this entire fucking yeah. land. They've decided to actually check the place where she probably would have been always. They <laughs> played the holy place, but she gets away oh thanks God. to a guy who can really bark out the exposition. <laughs> So you need sometimes. <laughs> Just to get the thing fucking moving, you know? We've got like 90 minutes for this shit. Where were you in Gem of so- the Holograms when they all had a falling out, eh? <laughs> you could have gotten us through that so quickly. So, yeah, she runs into Coda and asks he's in the process of capturing not original Night King. Yeah. <laughs> unoriginal Night King. 
Um, Diet Night King. Original, not Night King. Night King Zero. So there's a good moment of independence from her when she's going to, um, you know, say, I'm not going with you. I'm going to do my own thing. Uh, cut to her tied up. Yeah. <laughs> well, she tried. <laughs> Wonder what happened there. She's definitely got agency. She just um, wasn't allowed to use it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a scene where he shoves a rag clumsily into her mouth, but don't worry. It's played as cute. Yeah. This is these noises she made. Those aren't the noises of someone being assaulted. No, the noises made me laugh. That's uh, <laughs> the disconnect I was going through. <laughs> Look, um, they're definitely growing closer. You'll see. Stick around. It, it gets very silly soon. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they, they capture Richard. Not definitely not Richard Brake by throwing a like a gauntlet at him, and it goes boing as it hits him on the back of the head, and he. And he falls off. Um, oh yes, and, I do remember that. Yeah, and um, yeah, eventually he he takes them to where Stephen Lang is, and uh, yeah, near an annoying his, CGI Sandman fight. Um, he's catapulted into the uh, oh into yeah. the the boat that they're sitting on. Um, yeah. the boat that's on la- the land, a land boat getting towed and, by elephants. Uh, called a house, isn't it? And <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's a Sandman fight. Rose McGowan yes. poisons Conan. Yes, she awkwardly dips a massive boomerang blade into a tiny pot tiny. of poison and then fucking yeah. <laughs> lobs it at him, which is great. Yeah, yeah it's got and they get away from that fight, and Conan recovers because you know why wouldn't he? And yeah. um, Nonso nice. Alonzi tells her about his character so that the movie doesn't have to show that. So all he can do is kill. Oh no, he has the heart of a king, the loyalty of a bloodhound. Barbarians may be warriors. But they do not sacrifice their children or enslave their allies like the priests and princes of the civilized world. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he yeah. says says some things like, I think he likes you and he's great. He's very noble. He's as loyal uh, as a dog, that man. He's, I mean, he's, yeah. over, he's, he's ravaging a woman over there, but don't worry about that. That's just, uh, <laughs> that's 90% consensual. He's loyal to other people. <laughs> There's an attack. There's a bunch of pirates. Basically, two of the two more of the henchmen attack, including yeah. an archer woman who gets a very noticeable death beat. And I was like, huh, wonder what the importance of that was. That's the archer woman who like shot Ron Perlman in the back at the beginning of the movie. She was kind of important, but no, fuck it. What? Yeah, <laughs> she shoots him, and he's the, she's the reason he loses that battle. But no, fuck it, whatever. Jesus. Meanwhile, he's busy killing some other guy. And says yeah. to him, how many Sumerians died at the edge of that blade? I mean, that's a tired, hypocritical Conan. <laughs> I don't think you're taking down too many heritage notes when you're around killing the killing dudes. History history writes the winner, I was going to say. Um, <laughs> oh my God, that's quite profound in some way. Yeah. Is it true then that all, all profound, all proverbs and, and the most profound, deep things that have ever been said are pure fucking accident? Yeah. All fucking idiots. Absolutely. Especially <laughs> that's humanity. The aliens watching us just continue to roll their eyes. So, and just when I wonder if I could be less engaged in these characters, it's time to talk about destiny. Mm. Oh, great. Do you ever wonder if our actions serve some plan, some purpose spun by the gods, or are we all just doomed to chaos and ruin? Is it written in a screenwriting book somewhere that if your characters have fucking nothing to say to each other, then you can just have them bang on about destiny? Well, he's already filled the mask, so... Tell me more about the mask. I, I did that. He's he's got it. He's just he's waiting for me. I'm the pure blood. Remember? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I remember. Well, anyway, let's have let's have it off, which they yeah. do. They have it off. Yeah. And um, luckily the next morning she wanders off in order to get captured or killed. It doesn't really matter. Just yeah. you know, something to keep her out of the way because it's because she's hard to write, <laughs> and to give our main guy an extra reason to go to where the end of the movie's gonna happen. He's gonna go there anyway. The two of them are gonna go together. They they risked. <laughs> They did risk having a conversation at that point. And oh, they've already fuck, done the I'm Destiny thing. He's already asked about the mask many times. 
So who's the pure blood again? Do you know when you only have one interest in common with someone? <laughs> How's that thing going? How was your weekend? Yeah, yeah, same as same as yesterday. Any more time to do that thing? <laughs> no, I didn't do that thing at all. Actually, I did this other thing. Oh, well, hard, working hard or hardly working, am I right? <laughs> Destiny, right? <laughs> Look, a thief and a barbarian break into a dungeon. Ooh, is this going to be time for some D&D-style business? I can not think of anything, huh? Yeah. All right. All right. Roll for initiative. <laughs> Just consult the monster manual. Get a big monster. Yeah. It's fine. Cthulhu shows up and um, <laughs> loads of people die. And and the and the guy the guy earlier who's Saeed in Lahaine, uh, <laughs> he's back. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That's upsetting. Um, oh, dear. He's back. Those kids he- really were doomed. He shows he shows Jason Momoa where to Jason Momoa's in this everyone. Um he shows um Jason Momoa exactly where to go and he's almost killed by the Cthulhu thing. And then they they kill they kill the other guy that was here, the other fucking dude. He's dead now. And then Said goes, I well, have no idea who that is. It was one of the other henchmen. And then that's done. Oh, right. And then Said goes, Okay, let me know if you need any more help. Bye. <laughs> I'm out of here. Yeah. Meanwhile, Steven Avatar has created the mask. So yeah. It's very much a Deacon Frost moment. You know, it might make him more powerful. Maybe you'll just kill him in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth a punt. It's um, worth a go. Now, the movie did luckily include a girl for the girl to fight, uh, yes. which is good because that's fair. Yeah. It wouldn't be fair if Conan were here. He's a man. I mean, she shows up to lob her arm off, which is good, but I'm glad that she was here to do the killing blow. To be to be fair, it was only two scenes ago that this, um, this pure blood monk was learning to fight. Um, and she does it in a very, in a very uh, Rachel Weiss in the Mummy. I'm a librarian, but uh, I can yeah. now do a sword fight. But it's not good, like it is in the Mummy. And oh, um, well, anyway, you pop, you yeah. pop off, love, because I'm going to fight the main yeah. bad guy. He's a man. Yeah. And um, Stephen Stephen Lang shows up in order to say, "I'll kill you with your father's sword." Thanks, Stephen Lang. <laughs> I'm going to kill you with your own father's blade. And it and it does end up with um, Momoa hanging by a chain, or like holding <laughs> onto a chain that the monk is swinging from. The monk yeah. suggested it as Pete Postlethwaite, but um, <laughs> the, the lady monk, the lovely, attractive lady monk, as yeah. Stephen Lang goes. Once again, the little Sumerian boy is caught holding a chain. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Thanks, Stephen Lang. It's so good that you're here. I'm missing all of this. So <laughs> all of this subte- subtext. Text. Conan manages to defeat Stephen Lamb by kicking away the ground beneath him, and as he falls, he yells, "You're killing me using the method your dad taught you." Thanks, nice. Stephen Lamb. <laughs> he dies, and the witch spirit just leaves immediately. So there was no tough yeah. decision here. Yeah, didn't have to wonder about killing his love interest in yeah. order to, you know, vanquish the demon. No, she's yeah. fine now. You killed Stephen. Love Lang. interest or or bluff interest because she leaves. She goes, oh, "I have to leave you oh. to your barbarianing ways." And off I go Mad to Max. do whatever, to just stand in a room with no dialogue. <laughs> um, so that was it. That was uh, Conan the Barbarian 2011. Yeah. What do you make of it? It was, it was a bad film, Paul. Um, it was uh, a bad film. And many, many things that made it a bad film. <laughs> uh, it was just the, the flattest one-dimensional characters. They had nothing to say oh, to one boy. another. No motivation f- beyond anything. Even, even the revenge. Yeah. The revenge story of his dad being killed by a, yeah. a warlord who is looking to revi- like bring his wife back from the dead is a fine story on its own it doesn't sure. need a macguffin it doesn't need him to like find all the pieces of this mask and then a pure yeah. blood it could just be emotionally motivated 
Yeah, you could have like this cycle of revenge thing going on. He's trying to kill the people who killed his wife whilst yeah. Conan's trying to kill him. You know, and it's just this continuing cycle thing going on. But yeah, it just it was almost like they wanted to include enough elements to just completely dilute any quality the film had going for it. Can't have people think too much or have to question <laughs> yeah. anything too much, especially the oh, hero. God. They and and trying to mix that MacGuffin in with a perfectly serviceable and maybe potentially good revenge story. And they had mm. to twist the chronology, well, like stretch it out. So he found the mask at 50, like fifteen years prior, and then yeah. sort of sat around until the yeah. character was old. The main character was old enough to begin his own great quest. Yeah, exactly. It's it's awkward, you know. It's yeah. just at least in the nineteen eighty two version, False of Doom just goes off in order to have weird snake related orgies for his entire life. Yeah. You know, he's not questing after anything. He's just no. living his best life somewhere else in the world. Yeah. And it's up to Conan whether or not he wants to grow up and go after him. Because it really was just a Tuesday for him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Meanwhile, you know, this guy, he's, yeah, presumably been looking for it all this while and has dick all to show for the last 18 years of his life. Yeah. It, and that just bespeaks of the the laziness with the screenwriting. Yeah. Here. It's, it's smallness as well. Yeah. It's like this doesn't feel like a world. Yeah. The visually and some sets I really liked in the movie. Um, mm. and, and it, there were times when it felt like it had the potential to do something better, and and, and again, yeah. you know, I actually, other than the really cringy moment, the like the first time we're introduced, first time we're introduced to Jason Momoa, Paul, <laughs> when we were introduced <laughs> yeah. to Jason Momoa, the adult, yeah, um, it was a really cringy surf bro, just here for a good time, show me them today, yeah, come on, old man, I win. <laughs> <laughs> He got more likable for me, and I think there's just a natural charm that Jason Momoa has. That yes, um, that rather than anything good coming specifically from this movie, <laughs> it was enough to like, stop me from being annoyed. <laughs> um, I wasn't frustrated <laughs> yeah. again by this movie, and I think it's just such a simple failure. It was just, well, this is shit. <laughs> what can I? Yeah. What can I do? Unimpressive, I think, is a big thing about it. Yeah. And I'll say this, I wanted to like this this time watching yeah. it around because I went and saw it at the cinema in 2011 and I yeah, could remember okay. nothing about it. Mm. Um, but I thought, well, I like this world. I like Jason Momoa. I'm yeah. fine with this being disposable if it's a laugh, you know, mm. if it entertains me. But, oh, by the time you get to the really joyless third act, I just kind of lost patience with it. Um, yeah. I think it's revealing that my quick fires stop dead after she gets captured. It's yeah. just not. There's not even one in there. But as soon as that happens, I just really felt like we were just trudging to the end. And there's yeah. nothing particularly epic or exciting for me. And the action is pretty bad. There's some bad. Yeah. There's very little in the way of choreography. It's mostly just hit this guy with the sword. Now hit this guy with the sword. And the editing and framing is fairly yeah. obstructive. Um, and I don't know that the director knows how to add emphasis or really mm. handle the action. I think the best action shots are just a wide shot that show off how yeah. ambitious the production was. Yeah, and I'd say, you know, Jason Momoa, he underwent intensive training, as anyone does in, when they're mm. getting ready for this role. And you can see it sure. in, the, in the... He looks like he can fight. He he looks sure. really capable. And I will say he, he moves better than Arnie does in the original. Because at the mm. time, even though Arnie had some training, he's he's a beautiful strongman, very imposing <laughs> presence. Um, yeah. But I don't, probably not trained to be as... Silky, a sword fighter, as Jason Momoa was, and so that that in itself yeah. was satisfying. But it, yeah, it was the the Hollywood. It was cut city. Um, yeah, there, there was no, there was just no care to making this special. And what I, what I wrote yeah. down was it was schlocky without the fun. 
Yes, definitely. It it almost came close to that sort of Mortal Kombat style high camp ultra violence Mortal Kombat yeah. the games. Yeah. Um, but it did shy away from it, and it was bloodier than I remember. But mm. the blood is largely CGI, yeah. so it doesn't have that same impact. And it's sprayed in unexpected directions. Uh, I yeah. found like sword hits were creating these blood spatters which weren't making any sense yes yes that did happen a lot and that was frustrating it's like oh we didn't plan out the shot well enough to you know have the through of him leaning into the sword and the blood coming out the other way so yeah instead we'll just you know put the blood wherever it can be seen and even if it doesn't make sense oh, very copy paste which is sort of indicative. yeah and uh, it just it just bespeaks that they didn't of the i was actually surprised i thought that this was going to tie into because i know that taken two and three got released um, going for a PG-13 to get the teens in. And then when they released it on home media, they went in and CG added more blood to oh, it shit. in order to get... Yeah, it's so... it's Jesus Christ, if that's not the opposite of what these movies should be, yeah. then, my God. But I thought they did that with this, but I couldn't find any evidence of it. But you could easily have done so. You know, I feel like there's a, a button you could press that would just undo yeah. all the, the CGI blood. Yeah, Control great. Z. Now we can now fifteen year olds can come see this because who who the fuck else would? It's yeah. I don't know. I, I'm personally a big fan of the nineteen eighty two Conan yeah. film. I saw it as a young boy and I've always found it a lot of fun. Um that mm. looks fantastic. Yeah. Feels raw in a pleasing way, and that yeah. would be my answer, I guess, to the Conan thing is that yes, his movements are blunt, but there's this kind of harshness to it and yeah. there's a harshness to the philosophy. That yes. I find fairly engaging, mm. um, and of course, this this film has no obligation in particular to that film. In fact, it ought to be its own thing. You yes. know, it shouldn't just be trying to be the eighty two version. Otherwise, what's the point? But mm. I think the comparison is worth doing because what the eighties film did well, which I really feel this did not, is bring a fantastical world to life. Yeah, I think aesthetically, Conan eighty two has always been really weird to me. Mm. You know, whereas with stuff like you can usually draw from a point of influence for a film, but mm. With this, you've got Ron Cobb on the production design. He worked yeah. on Star Wars, and he did the non-Giga parts of Alien. Okay. And so for me, I don't know, Conan is kind of like Norse, Germanic, mm. Roman, Mongolian, yeah. Japanese. And there's some Japanese influence in the filmmaking and fight choreography as well. Yeah. But it, it, it all comes together and feels like something unique. Like, yeah. I get Hyboria. Like, yeah. I know what that looks like. Yeah. You know? And it feels lived in. And Conan 2011 doesn't have that it just feels like fantasy land mm. standard fantasy setting that you could yeah. like play put a video game in yeah it, you yeah. know the original conan you had me watch and gem actually yeah. lent me the blu-ray <laughs> so um so you know i watched it the the night before mm. we did the 2011 version um mm. it's been a difficult week and i wasn't in, in the mm. best place to watch sure. a slow-paced sprawling uh, the slow pace also something I love about it. Revenge story, yeah. I think in yeah. in a cinema. I think if you went to the Astor Theatre mm. here, um, it's yeah, a gorgeous old cinema where they you know show classics. It, that's probably the best place to to watch it, where I'm not tired and I and I yeah. was just ready emotionally to sit and be with this this pacing. And because yeah. yeah, you know, I fundamentally the movie wins for having no MacGuffin. It's just barbarians yeah. in, invade and kill <laughs> because that's what they do, and it's just. Sure. How the world works well, even now, really. Um, absolutely. And they're all wrestling with this idea of how to obtain power and yeah. what is the riddle of the steel. Yeah. And that's an interesting philosophical point. And ultimately, you know, it does skew towards Nietzscheism and you know, fascism and, yeah. you know, the blonde uber man, you know, carves his destiny out yeah. of the world using his superior will. But 
because the vision is so pure, mm. even if you don't agree with it, there's something to seeing it wrought large on screen. It's like a yeah. Wagner opera, you know? It's like, yeah. oh yeah, this is kind of fucked up, but still, unashamed. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a bleakness and, and starkness yes. to the movie, which questions mm. all of that anyway, I think. Yeah. Everything's just rocks. <laughs> yeah. There was... there was Everything had the this palette of bleached bones, you know? It, yes. It just... just death left a bake in the sun and yeah. I, I, I did really like that um, yeah. yeah all hope is not lost for the original Conan for me there'll just have to be another time mm. where yeah. <laughs> an, an, another time Fair when enough. things are better <laughs> but um, but yeah I, it's all well and good having a, a charming fight boy in Jason Momoa but there was nothing I love a fight boy love a fight boy love me a fight boy but there was there was nothing <laughs> around it that no. spoke left the, the same depth as the original yeah um, and you also have Basil Polidurus's score for yeah. Conan 82, mm. which is one of my favorite film scores, really. I don't know why I didn't mention it in the um, film score episode, but my God, I love Idiot. that score. I didn't notice it's Tyler Bates apparently oh really that's probably why I didn't notice I mean then you have the man himself you've got Conan and Conan was always the idea of him was he was this guy of pure will you know he was clever Mm. in some of his stories but the key thing is he's big tough and he doesn't give up you know it's like the stars my destination you know he's just his his desire for revenge is what keeps him going. Yeah. And Arnie has the Arnie charm in that he's either weirdly charismatic or hilarious in how badly he's delivering some of these lines. Mm. Um either way, I find that his otherness worked quite well for Conan. Yeah. Like the fact that he speaks weird <laughs> that's this kind of yeah. halting dialogue is quite good for a barbarian. Oh, uh, you think yeah. that's funny too, huh? Yeah, I I, I agree with that. I did there was something really jarring about his performance, and I think I was going in <laughs> to the original Conan expecting mm. something like Commando that was just campy. Right. I was I was expecting yeah. a campy, like over the top action. Mm. Um, maybe not as slick as Commando was, but something you know getting there. And mm. um, I, I found loads of jarring moments in 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 Arnie and Conan where he's he's got this really goofy chinny smile that he does a lot yes well has he got his tooth fixed yet oh maybe not i don't know if it has been um well yeah he's got this this goofy pleased with himself ever so pleased with himself smile yeah it could be just cut the head off of an enemy or he's (laughs) about to have sex and it's the same yeah the same smile that was really jarring um yeah it kind of works for me just because it's like in any other movie this guy would just be a fucking grunt yeah you know and here he's the lead character and it's only because he's got this bold you know sense of direction of where he wants to go that keeps him going yeah because of the the overall tone and pace of the movie yeah that the arnie that would work for me in that would be more terminator one arnie and and Mm. the the fact that he's got just the occasional weird arnie (laughs) cheesy moment was was sillier than the film was Mm. telling me it should be 
so I, I found like I either I either I wanted I came in expecting one thing, found something else, but then found that <laughs> kept pitching like pitching me back between the two. Yeah, I like the idea. The film is more serious than the character is, mm. and it kind of forces him to mature as it goes on until mm. he gets quite contemplative mm. in the final moments. But Momoa then Momoa actually has the potential for me to be quite good because, like you say, he's got the swagger, he's got the ferocity mm. to him. I struggled when he had to get real or vulnerable. But I think that's just because the script was... He, he wasn't quite good enough to bolster a bad script. Mm. That's the name of the man who killed my father. I leave tonight to pursue the report. You can sail as far as the bay near the Chapel outpost. Then you wait for me there. I will go with you. Not this time, Artis. This is something I must do alone. It would take a hell of a character actor to boost this script. A real um, William Fickner. Yeah, I think it would have to be. There's not much in the way of characterization in the 82 movie either really mm. characters are pretty flat in that as well but again that works for me only in as much as it reminds me of a couple of like films uh, the, the sort of films that you would get in like a film festival like yeah. um on dog which i think was a mongolian film i saw a couple of years ago and mm. uh the golden the gold laden sheep and the sacred mountain which was nepalese okay um and i saw it like the year before last and these are movies just about people who live on fucking rocks yeah where the, they wear the fur of their like best friend that they had to kill when they were five years old like their family dog that they killed and now it's the only clothes they own yeah you know and they might look to the person they've known for 80 years and give a wry smile but if they do that's the moment when every wolf that's around all the time attacks at last yeah you know these are cold mean-spirited characters who don't have time for warmth and that kind of worked for me a little Mm. bit Yeah, so yeah, that's my justification of that. (laughs) But I think look, the point is, Conan eighty two made me imagine my own adventures set in this world, and I still get that feeling watching it now. And Ebert Mm. talked about that too in his review of um, Conan eighty two. Conan twenty eleven just doesn't inspire me. It feels kind of bland and perfunctory. There's no space within which you can have that adventure yourself. No, and I, I just maybe I just prefer the filmmaking of eighties B movies to the filmmaking of twenty ten B movies. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. The first one just has charm yeah. to me that this one doesn't. I would also say that the um the lack of the technology in the in the eighties, mm. you know, it's oh it, yeah. it, it helps. Ne- it necessitates innovation. Yes. Lazy filmmaking in the eighties was still you know, they still were forced to do certain things, yeah. but lazy filmmaking of the twenty tens. Yeah. You know, don't get me wrong, if John Millias made this movie in two thousand ten, I fucking am positive it would be <laughs> as packed full of CGI as that man could do. Yeah. I feel like there's some fact that he George Lucas style directed most of the movie from a caravan and yeah. refused to leave. So no, I have no illusions that John Millias sort of set forth to make this Star yeah. Wars style epic practical effect movie. Yeah. No, he had to. Yeah. Well, as long as we can agree that he's a hack. <laughs> and we just bring him down. <laughs> anyway, should we quick fire? Yeah. Quick fire. Ron Perlman's stabbing the baby out of her. Yeah, that go was, on. That was, that was intense. <laughs> Even though we didn't see anything, it was still... Nell pointed out that as they were holding the baby up and she was naming him, she was just bleeding out from the stomach. Yeah, <laughs> it's bleak. Yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah. And I enjoyed Ron Perlman's big old beard. He has for most yeah, of the movie. That was my that was my favorite thing about Ron Perlman. I'd say it's a pretty cool animated intro, but it is overwrought. Yeah, there's some good animation in there though, and some good practical uh, production design. Ah, oh, cool. My final thing about Ron Perlman uh, is when he holds up. <laughs> I thought that was gonna be a last yeah. good thing. <laughs> it's not not far off, but my uh, the last Ron Perlman thing I have, I think, is um, when he holds up 
the newborn Conan. And it really bothered me that people were calling him Conan. Um, <laughs> it should be Conan. Conan. Co- Conan the O'Brien. <laughs> Conan. O'Brien. Um, <laughs> he holds him up and he does a good Arnie yell. Good stuff. Mm. Um, there was some good, what looked like practical violence in places. And in particular, I felt the need to write that there was a good foot stab mm. um, and a good good blood splatter from hammers that i mm. think happened during the monastery attack so if it was cgi then you know it it tripped me in those moments so. it was gross when he when Stephen lang smashed that priest's head against the floor <laughs> even oh yeah assuming you know that was all cgi it just it was a, a that uh, was upsetting yeah it's just a continu- continuous shot mm. where it's in view when he cracks his head on the floor and blood just yeah. seeps out immediately it's very sudden and shocking yeah. The the first location is it Chimeria or something? Um, I think that's oh, his, ca- yeah, his home, hometown. I really like that. It was lovely. It had a real <laughs> Hobbiton vibe. Weirdly, <laughs> just a mill in yeah. the hills. Yeah, sort of mountainous kind of thing. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I think Chimeria is meant to be basically Pictish. I really love how transparent um, mm. Robert Howard was in yeah. his places. I think. He's got Stygia, which is just Egypt, and I think one of them's just called Afghanistan or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fuck it, you know? Yeah, fuck it. I mean, I mean fuck it. <laughs> fuck it! Come on. Yeah. Oh, there's a good horse punch in the village attack. When the village is getting attacked, some guy punches a horse. Yeah. And the horse turns its head in response to being punched and doesn't look back. And it's kind of like an obstinate sort of, um, he better be gone. He better be gone when I look <laughs> back round. If that bitch is still here, when I turn around, he's getting fucking ate. <laughs> Daddy horse, he's hungry. <laughs> Well, speaking of horses, my next one was uh, good ah. horse horse stunts in the opening battle. Yes, there were some good horse stunts in that battle. I noticed those, yeah, yeah. good horse falls Classic and such. horse stunts. Classic horse stunts, and that's the name of my new um, <laughs> VHS, weirdly. <laughs> if you can, if you have one, then uh, write in. A new VHS workout. <laughs> um, hand squeeze. Yes, okay. When Ron Perlman and um, Conan are brought before... Um, uh, Steven Avatar mm. and it's all looking grim uh, Ron Perlman reaches over and squeezes Conan's hand Aww. and um, it's a nice little sort of you know don't be afraid kind of thing yeah, uh, or nice. I'm you know I'm really sorry it's come to this kind of thing whatever there's, there's meaning there and it was nice awesome um, Stephen Lang comes over and says you're holding each other's hands thanks <laughs> Stephen Lang people do this from time to time <laughs> um, I did thing. wonder you weren't sure about um, what you meant by hand squeeze if you were messaging about it. <laughs> yeah. And I did. There was another hand squeeze around a, an arm wrestle. Uh, and and uh... I, I wondered if it was to do with that when Saeed from Lahane shows up. And um, <laughs> they they get locked in a, an arm wrestle to maybe distract the guards or for some reason. Arm till combat. Yeah. Jason. <laughs> locked in arm till combat. <laughs> and um, Jason Momoa starts... Like almost bamboozling Saeed by like launching a plan on him about what they're gonna do, and he's going, right. no, 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 you must listen to me. And he goes, you take the one in the middle, you, I'll take him. Uh, and it launches into him <laughs> smashing, smashing the guy up a new one. And it was just, quip. it was a, it was really nice timing. A bit as of well. a Power Ranger style action quip. Yeah, right behind you, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> I like the swords in this. They're well designed, but they look like LARP props. They just um, they, they don't look have blunt. They look blunt. They look very weightless. 
You know, they're mm. just waving them around. It's something to do with the... I mean, I imagine they were just big foam props, but they don't have any weight or feel to them, and that was that was a problem. You always got a sense in the 82 yeah. Conan they were nice and chunky. Yes. I feel like a couple of characters were trusted with pro- with proper swords or properly weighted <laughs> swords. Jason Momoa always looked like he was moving a real sword. I, think. Oh, I don't know. There's a bit right at the beginning where the, he commands the attack to be launched on yeah. um, uh, the slavers. And as okay, he raises yeah. up the sword, it just it comes up too easily for me. I don't know. Mm. Maybe he's just that buff. It makes it look like a firm sword. But I, I don't know how to tell you this, mate. He's pretty buff. He's pretty buff is the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I could just go on um, a bit of a oof if he totally tries to lift yeah. <laughs> Launch the attack. Oh, fuck, that's heavy. <laughs> Jesus, that's um, too heavy for me. Jason Momoa. <laughs> Heavier than mother-in-law. <laughs> when, he, when, when the child Conan cuts off Spud Gun's nose. Oh yeah, it was great. It was it was grim. surprising and grim. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of Spud Gun, my very next point is um feeding feeding a key to a guy and then getting a bunch of slaves to like cut it out of him is a pretty yeah. grisly way of killing someone. It was inventive, and I like that. It was an inventive kill. It was very sore. Yeah. Um, it, and <laughs> it was like the movie Saw. Um, <laughs> as, and then speaking of Spud Gun and Saw, mm. it, when he fucking finds him again and just rips off his mask and shoves his finger into the nose hole. <laughs> <laughs> into the fucking wound. Yes, is... that looked quite good. Yeah, that was horrible. <laughs> really horrible. Um, no, look, Nonso Alonzi has a lovely face. Oh, I just it's like seeing his face. face. He's got a lovely face, and I just like it when it shows up in things. He's got a lovely face. Yeah. Big cherubic cheeks and lovely eyes. And he has some dialogue sequences in this, which is more than he fucking had in Artemis Fowl, so... Yeah, yeah. that's, that's yeah. true. Yeah, good stuff. He got enough dialogue to make him as unlikable as Jason Momoa in the opening scene. <laughs> <laughs> um, Love that. Then, oh yeah, so the the same scene as finger in the nose hole. Mm. The, the the door to this torture chamber can only be open uh, for the foreman. So mm. he tells this to Jason Momoa. The next scene, um, they're in the torture chamber. There's a knock on the door. One of the guards opens the little the slit, the eye slit, whatever, mm. um, <laughs> the latch, and there's the guy's face. And he goes, okay, he closes it and opens the door and Jason Momoa is just holding his severed head like where the, where <laughs> oh, the yeah, hole yeah. is and then he just yeah. smashes the guy in the face with the severed head. Yeah. And it was, that was, That's that was, good. I needed more of that. That was the yes. schlocky goodness. Yes, absolutely. We need more, we need this to be like machete in medieval times. It needs to be more ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The idea of having a boat dragged across the desert on the backs of elephants was quite good. Bit you know, it was a nice... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very fantasy sort of madman thing to do. You know, my yeah. house is a houseboat that these elephants drag across the world. That yeah. Was, yeah, that was good and menacing and crazy. I like that. Um, <laughs> okay, good things missing. And uh, then my next one is Stephen Lang's sword in the, in the fight about an hour in. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it splits into two. Um, not oh, not yeah. particularly practical, but I liked the idea. Yeah. Like, he could have just had two swords, but... <laughs> I, I guess I guess the surprise of fighting somebody who didn't realise it was two swords, yeah. um, and then being able to split it and sort of s- spin one around was yeah, was, was it was like cool. dark rays lightsaber. Yeah, and when it yeah. was when they were fixed together, it was like a double blade with an inch yeah, yeah. of space in between, which could have made for some really cool effects. Of he could have <laughs> he had some practical effects where he slices somebody and it slices it into three parts yeah. rather than. You could yeah. cut someone's head off and there's like a ring of neck that comes yeah. out from the middle. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, well. <laughs> yeah. oh, I did have the note. Momoa looks good with a sword. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Well, there you go. The swords may not look real, but uh, Momoa looks real. Looks good. With, looks real <laughs> with it. Looks real with it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. 
the action scene on the boat uh, it, it reminded me a lot of the mummy uh, mm. very yeah. silly you know the the lady monk learning to fight and suddenly doing very well against the battle hardened killers <laughs> yeah it, it, was, it was very much it was it was just a hey I've got a scimitar everyone let's let's see what I can do with this um, <laughs> and also they were actually it was a boat on water uh, mm. where they were filming this the boat didn't look like it was moving it very much looked like it was anchored in a yeah. very shallow bit of water but yeah. it was um, it was on the water yeah, so well done oh, yeah. there. My final thing is that I've always thought that the Hyborian Age, as the mm. world is called, is a cool place for an adventure. I remember mm. I had the leather-bound set of all of the um, Howard stories uh, when I was a kid, and oh, I never got okay. that far into it. I read a few of the more popular ones. You know, I yeah. looked up the Elephant Tower thing and yeah, you know, all of that, but the Elephant Man, that was a mm. very surprisingly <laughs> moving story to include in the set when Conan the Barbarian freed the Elephant Man from yeah. the circus and later London Hospital, killing Frederick Treves. That was surprising, but mostly what I remember about my time reading that book is the wonderful world map, which was a sort of ink drawing at the beginning of mm. the book, and the prologue, which explained all the different cultures that lived in this place and yeah. their parallels. Okay. And I love that. It was so cool to like have this just opportunity for adventure written out in front of me, and you could just imagine journeying from one part of this map to another and yeah, right. the cool things. and bits of that get into this um Shiper monastery look nice mm. and the city at the end that he delivers the girl to look quite cool and yeah there's some nice like rock formations in there none of it felt as real as the stuff large in conan you know 82 because of course that stuff was mostly real but mm. nevertheless um it was yeah it, i still got little glimpses of the world that you know enticed yeah, cool. me so much as a kid the kind of world where you know you've got like celts living right next door to ancient greece you know that kind yeah. of thing yeah <laughs> It's it's fun. It's it's a great yeah. it's a great idea, and it just it's very evocative. Yeah. I think. Um, I think this is a good time to move on to the OGT. OGT. Because, uh, Jem Newlin, a lovely patron and, and better than <laughs> everyone. Better. Uh, yeah, he, he got in touch on mm. the Patreon, and he said, "Poor old cover band Conan. <laughs> the will to make something cool is there, but the execution fails, and it's such mm. a missed opportunity. Yes. It feels like it was." Uh, too early before Game of Thrones, but the first season of that show also came out in 2011. Oh, yeah. My one good thing is probably the attempt to world build by introducing locations with establishing shots that look like Magic the Gathering card artwork in motion. <laughs> True. Sort of. Um, yeah, we, we, we were talking about how that just gave a sense of the of the wider world. And mm. um, with that in mind, every time there was a new, an, an establishing shot of, yeah, really beautiful um, yeah. landscape, which really beautifully rendered. Yeah. Um, it, it did just do enough to give me a sense of the wider world. Yeah. And um, I like, yeah, very, I liked it very much for that. Uh, P.S. He says, I, I just watched this again. And while he's no peak Arnie, Jason Momoa is still a strong physical presence and yeah. does a decent job with what yes, he's given. Yes, he's him. got good eyes going on. I think he is better generally with a good beard. <laughs> I think his yes. beard works for him well. But yes, I think there's I, something I, to Momoa. I will say there's a bit of a disconnect because one of the, one of the best bits for me of uh, Return <clears> of the King is when they ride over a mountain and see Minas Tirith. And it's actually the yeah. second time we're seeing Minas Tirith in the franchise. Gandalf rides there with the uh, Fellowship. But you don't, you, mm. I don't notice that because it's all very wide. No. They really do a great job of articulating the idea that Gandalf and Pippin travel into this city and through it and up it and arrive at its highest point. Yes. It's a beautiful moment where they really combine the miniature, the set, the incredible sets, yeah. and the CGI and everything else to make it seem like... You know, and they do it all the way through the franchise. You do the same thing with Helm's Deep and 
Rivendale, mm. you know. There wasn't so much of that in this. You just showed a really lovely no. big city and then cut to the sound stage. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a shame. But you're right, there is some really lovely looking places in this. Um and that's yeah, full yeah. credit to the production designers. Yeah. Um so thanks for that, Jim. Yay. Uh Going over to Twitter, uh, mm. BT Calloway Uh-oh. says Rose McGowan's whole aesthetic looks fairly cool. Other than, other than <laughs> that and the egg bit, I don't remember anything. I do. <laughs> the egg bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's interesting. The Sandman fight was actually the bit that stayed in my head. Um, ah, okay. Yes, Rose McGowan, very interesting. The fact that she's got like this um, kind of circular thing or something very medieval French about it. Hair yeah. completely cut back to like a half point. Yeah. An exact half point on her head. That was really yeah. interesting. Um, I will say McGowan did struggle with being intimidating. There's a bit where she yeah. has to yell at everyone. None of them are pure. And it wasn't yeah. quite the scary moment that I hoped it would be. She was she was doing campy schlocky and no <laughs> nothing else around her was. And uh, it then <laughs> it then Steven just came Avatar. across. <laughs> I'm f- literally unable. And but was unacceptable but, to me. <laughs> I'm looking for my wife. Thanks, Stephen Lang. But it, it, but then it just made <laughs> meant that Rose McGowan came across as just bad. Yeah, that's a shame. Shame. Thanks, OG team. Well, thanks, OG team. Right, let's quickly talk about the one better thing. The one better thing. I'll go first. It's it's pretty quick. I mean, obviously, Gladiators is probably your best fantasy esque. There's fictional oh, history yeah. revenge movie. Yeah. Um, it's it's everything you could want. It's cinematic cinematic as fuck, mate. Mm, um, cinematicating. But- it's it is it's, you cinemasticate that and it just tastes so good going down. It's like a good peaty scotch. Ooh. But um, but then I, I was thinking about Commando a lot because uh, <laughs> it's what I was hoping to get out of the original Conan. It's yeah. a fun, s- <laughs> silly, very satisfying revenge movie yeah. Yeah, with Arnie all the way. It's it's just very slick and accomplished and fun, and I love yeah. it for that. Absolutely. Um, of course, I will recommend the original Conan. I think it's really great. I love the the, the atmosphere of it. For me, it's it's peak ITV four on Saturday night viewing. Mm. You know, it's it's yeah. it's a great Saturday night movie. I think for me, and funnily enough, you did mention to me that you stopped watching fifty minutes before the end. Yeah, and I was watching it because it's on Disney Plus, rather <laughs> pleasingly. Um, so go ahead and check it out on Disney Plus. Yeah, I, I thought the violence and the big battles were more widely spread out. They're really not. Yeah, they're in the last thirty-five minutes. The last Damn thirty-five it. minutes has these two massive battles. Before that, he just what kills a snake and wrestles a couple of dudes and punches a camel. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I'll I'll, I'll watch the, the the second half and get all the good battles. I recommend and stuff. it. Yeah, the Seven Samurai inspired, but definitely not as good as Seven Samurai. Yeah. Appreciate final it. battle is quite good um but my one better thing is actually i'm gonna go across to a different uh medium i'm gonna Ooh. say god of war the one that came uh. out uh 2018 i think yeah which is the fourth god of war game uh main game mm. and i yeah it's just a big guy a conan-esque violent <laughs> yeah. guy um who has all of these violent moments that are really impactful i mean his fights against is it loki it's turned out to be yeah are just um fucking horrific yeah um but it really creates a great sense of the lore of this world yeah. the layout it's a gorgeous place and yeah the story concerns basically this really tough guy who's gotten to where he he is by not really thinking about things but just being a violent and powerful warrior yeah suddenly having a kid yeah. Um, in Atreus and needing to try and make his kid tough enough for mm. this world and realizing as he is in pa- um, passing on his teachings how insufficient what he knows really is for yeah. handling this world. 
and seeing his son turning into him and realizing that that is actually the last thing in the world that he wants. Huh. It's a really surprisingly sophisticated mm. um, game in that sense, in an emotional sense. Yeah, it's very affecting. Kind of challenging, I would say. Yeah. Um, but I would definitely recommend, yeah, God of War 2018. Great. And that's one better thing. The one better thing. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, Paul, how can people find out about Paul's The Barbarians? Paul and the Barbarian Paul. Um, <laughs> they, they can just check our Twitter and Facebook histories for all the, the pillaging we've been doing of other people's content. Mm. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Mm, maybe. But we, def- but we definitely didn't. Um, and if we did, it was respectful. And the fact that I keep going on about it makes it seem like it's a real thing that's, that's actually an issue. <laughs> It's not, but if um, <laughs> definitely if, isn't. Quite honest, it definitely isn't. And uh, we didn't even murder that guy. Didn't even murder. It was dead didn't already. Didn't even murder. Yeah. He was. He was. He was dead already. Dead before he agreed to um give us his content. And um, <laughs> but speaking of content, we did loads of it every week. In fact, every fucking week. Every fucking week, and every other week as well. And and if you do appreciate that, now's a good time to leave a review on iTunes or oh. you know the Guardian. I don't know. And um, probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> and uh, if you want more of this, thanks, Jen, by the way, for recommending Conan the Barbarian. Um, Fuck you yeah. Can get in touch with our Patreon account because for as little as a dollar a month, <laughs> your I don't money. know if you know this. Yeah, with with your hard earned dollar, <laughs> which you, you literally pay us a dollar a month, and you get access to to hot, fresh, succulent content every week. We're, we're, we're bloody hard-working chumps for doing this. It's actually we're morons. We're losing money for giving <laughs> it away at such a price. Yeah. Um. This last week we had a DVD challenge with Sean Fleur, mortal enemy of the show. Flirty man. Yeah. And uh, we just released uh, yeah the poetry corner where we made <laughs> stunning emotionally resonant poems from the synopses yeah. of various movies and uh, coming out this week. We've got the next instalment in the 50 Pools of Shade. <laughs> yeah, which, listening back to these, I've really forgot that these might be my favourite thing that we've written together yeah. on this. It's, I really enjoy them a lot, and I hope that, yeah, those are going down well. I have, I have the feeling that somebody did just join and then leave again uh, <laughs> when they realised that they were mostly getting 50 Pools of Shade. <laughs> well, I think Daniel mentioned it. Yeah, that was it. Um, <laughs> but, you know. Hey, it's diff- pretty diff- saucy. It's pretty saucy. And uh, yeah. if you think you deserve it, and we think you deserve it, then you should come and I get do, an earful personally. of that. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Recently did a Let's Play, as, another Let's Play as well, Streets of Rogue. So I'm um, yeah. more of that to come. I'm Paul, more of that to come. Look, I'm just, I'm just plain Paul Ben the Barbarian. <laughs> just plain, you can say it to anyone. <laughs> and remember, the one good thing about Conan the Barbarian 2011 3D is that just every so often, it made you think, huh, I could tell a better story than this season in this world. Oh,